team of the wheel this week we're talking about moon magic and mayhem we're still going to talk a bit about uh, moon phases and magic moon journaling and hopefully next week we'll have some special guests to talk more about the moon and their witchy planner they're about to produce so here's jen to talk a bit more about the moon and what we'll be talking about this week So many witches and pagans that I know of are really torn between a profound respect and appreciation for the moon as an amazing celestial body, a personification of the goddess and a wise teacher who exhorts that it's okay to go through phases and as a sleep-stealing menace. So many of us, after a third night sleep deprived at the full moon, resort to raising and shaking our fists and referring to the moon as the stupid moon egg however a lot of us have incorporated the phases of the moon into our regular magical practices so hazel what do you associate the different phases of the moon with i think for the new moon that's obviously new beginnings and full is the culmination of the previous month an opportunity to set goals, the chance to recharge crystals and magical tools. As a member of a coven, the full moon is also the traditional chime for a coven meeting or esbat that are held outside of the festivals or sabbats. As most versions of the charge of the goddess says, better it be when the moon is full. The cycles of the moon also affect plant growth, which is something I've been really interested in as the moon's gravitational pull causes tides to rise and fall it also affects moisture in the soil and the best time to harvest is just after the full moon when the sap is high but the energy has just turned down witches gathered herbs at night and it wasn't just for safety in order to be hidden by the cover of darkness but because they had to be picked during specific times and phases of the moon in order to work. The full moon's also a powerful time to release and acknowledge anything that no longer serves you. For this, I go outside and light a candle, write whatever I want to let go of down, and then burn the paper I wrote on and return the ashes to the earth. I think this can also help if you're having a hard time mentally or emotionally, just to get those feelings out and released. For the phase of the dark of the moon, the energy is often low or more unreliable, and that means it's more un- more suitable for inward magic and shadow work. It's associated with the crone aspect of the goddess. By shadow work, I mean looking at your dark side, because we all have one your shadow, facing it and seeing it for what it is. It's an opportunity to take time to really see yourself as others do and to take stock of how you treat other people and yourself. Then you can take on wisdom gained in doing this. It can also mean reclaiming those bits of yourself that may have been lost due to trauma or fear. Moon phase, focus spells and rituals can give your practice and self-care routine structure and because each phase is different energetically 
You can time what spells or practices to those qualities. Jenny, I know you run two groups for your moon journaling. How does that work? Well, it's no secret that I love journaling and vision boards. And as a self-appointed journaling queen and mistress of woo, I certainly put a lot of faith into these practices. And I've always incorporated working with the moon energies in my journaling practice. At the new moon, I set an intention to guide me through the upcoming month. And at the new moon, I create my vision board, including images of all the things that I want to manifest in the month ahead. I think about the goals I want to work on. I usually choose just three or four. I find that manageable and I'm less likely to get overwhelmed. Last month's goals included going on a labyrinth walk, making more homemade soup and buying a new umbrella to entice me to go out on more walks when it's wet and windy. So nothing huge or life altering this month. But my plastic brolly with autumn leaves has brought me quite a lot of joy and made it onto quite a few Zoom calls. I like to run journaling groups and share and be witnessed by others. It keeps me accountable. I have to show up to my practices because I'm holding the space for others. And I know that we will be checking in on each other and gently inquiring on how we are progressing. I use the full moon for reviewing my months, celebrating my successes and releasing anything that no longer serves me. Typically, we share a few photos of what we've achieved that month. And gratitude is really a core concept in the law of attraction. The universe works on vibrations and sends us more of what we focus our time and energy on. We usually spend some time journaling with prompts and then sharing our insights. Then I usually draw everyone a moonology card. I'm a mega fan of Yasmin Boland. She has amazing cards and books, and I'll put a link to her website in the show notes. If anyone has had a crappy month, I invite them to write down anything that they want to release, and then they can burn it in a suitable flame-proof container and release it to Goddess to be transmuted in her cauldron. And you can totally do these practices solo, but I do really recommend gathering with like-minded friends to make vision boards or have a review and release session. I think that there is a real alchemy to being heard and witnessed in our intention setting and releasing. And it's great to have your own cheer team to help you move forward with your goals. And if you would like to join my cheer team, we are currently meeting virtually. So distance is no barrier. You can find out more about upcoming events on facebook.com forward slash moonjournaling. And as a special thank you to getting us over our 1,000 downloads with our um, Samhain episode, we would like to offer you a free digital Moon Practices download. Check out the Facebook page for further details. Hazel, most of my Moon Practices are linked to journaling practices. So what practices do you incorporate the Moon Energies into? I have a few crystals, so I will put them on the windowsill to soak up the moon's rays. I leave the crystals overnight and collect them in the morning. Some people also like to let their crystals have some time in the sunlight. 
and leave them out for 24 hours. Some crystals don't like too much sunlight, so do be careful. And if it's not possible for you to leave your crystals out all night, then just leave them out for as long as possible. You also might prefer to leave them in moonlight inside, especially if the weather's bad. But from what Kylie said in our previous episode, I think that's fine as long as they get some time in the moonlight. The full moon is a good time for scrying, particularly using water as the reflective surface. This is partly because our bodies and our minds are so connected to the lunar cycles. Like ourselves, water is also linked to the changing face of the moon. Also, this form of divination is one of the simplest. It's best to do it outside if possible because you are using the moon to light the water for you. Personally, at full moon, if the sky is clear, I like just to spend some time looking at it and soaking it up. I find it especially beautiful when it's shining over the sea. I have made moon water before. That's water that's charged with the energies of the moon. It's usually created beneath the full moon, but you can create moon water beneath other moon phases as well. Maybe there's a particular energy you want to charge the the water with. It's quite simple to do. You pour some water into a bowl or jar, place your jar on the ground or a windowsill, or directly in the path of the moonlight. Do cover your water if you're putting it outside, particularly if you're going to be drinking it. Keep it there overnight. A lot of people bring the water inside before the sun comes up, but others don't. You can do this for the new, before, during and of the phase moon phase you're working with. You can then just drink it. You can add it to a bath or use as part of a ritual according to the energies of the moon. If you're going to drink the water, use within the first two weeks if you've kept it covered. Just treat it as you would bottled water. If you're using it as an ingredient in other potions that aren't going to be drank, then the water can be kept longer. For example, if you're going to add salt to it um, to make it a cleaning ritual water, then you can pretty much keep it as long as you need it really interesting i mean i make moon water as well and one of the things other than baths i also use it in floor rinses so when i'm going to wash the floor i just put a little bit of my moon water depending on what the phase is and then use that for cleaning my physical space so now i'd like to lead us in a short new moon meditation this is something that's part of my practice for journaling I let I like to set a sacred space for the meditation. I like to sit maybe by my window so that I can look out to the night sky. If you have it to hand, you might like to light some incense or a candle. And I invite you to have a pen and paper close to hand. Get yourself in a relaxed, seated position. Straighten your spine a little, but let your shoulders relax. And if it feels right to you, I invite you to close your eyes. Relax. Connect with your breath. 
and breathe in and breathe out three times. Make each exhalation a little bit longer and let each exhalation bring you into a deeper state of relaxation. Scan your body. Let any tension drop from your forehead, from your eyes, from your neck, your chest, your arms, your fingers. Your stomach, your thighs, your knees, your feet, all stress is leaving you and you are feeling relaxed. With your eyes closed, connect with the night sky. There is darkness, broken by the occasional twinkling of stars. But at this time of the new moon, we sense the emptiness of the night sky and feel the emptiness of your mind as you have released all worries and tension. At the new moon, we use the power of the moon to set our intentions. I invite you to think about what it is that you would like to achieve in the upcoming month. It could be a physical thing, a tangible object. It could be an experience that you want to have. Or it could be an emotion you want to feel. Allow those wishes to come and go and allow yourself to focus on your most compelling desires that you wish to manifest. Is it something you really, really want? If you think it's something that you should do, I invite you to release that and focus on the objects, experiences or emotions that you really want to focus on this lunar cycle.
speak to the moon and your higher self. Ask for the strength and the guidance to manifest your lunar intention. Take your paper and pen and create a list of intentions. Do not overwhelm yourself. I like to work with two or three goals. Write your list in the presence using positive statements such as I am experiencing radiant health. I am enjoying a walk in nature. I am committing to a regular creative practice. Now, if you'd like, I invite you to pause the podcast here so you can spend some time working on your list. And when you're ready, press play on the episode again. When you've finished, sign and date your list and add a postscript of this or something better for you. Have an open and curious attitude about how the universe will deliver your wishes to you. Read through your list and connect with how it will feel to have manifested each goal. Pop your list somewhere you will see it to remind you daily to take inspired action. So I invite you to close your eyes again and take a few more minutes to think of all the things in your life currently that you are grateful for. Feel love, gratitude and peace flowing through you and into the universe and know really know that everything is unfolding for your greatest good. Know as the moon waxes and grows in strength, so does the energy to help you manifest all that serves your highest good. And when you are ready, wiggle your fingers and wiggle your toes. Maybe give your arms and your thighs a little pat. Gently open your eyes and return to the room. How was that for you, Hazel? Oh, it was lovely, Jenny. Oh, it was really nice. Cool. I shall do that, definitely. <laughs> well, that's goodbye from me. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and really hope that you can make it for next week's episode with more about the moon and it's goodbye from me linking the show notes to moonology by yasmin boland and to the folkestone moon journaling and vision board group please follow us on our various social media sites pop on over and we can open a discussion about your moon practices and of course to find out more about accessing your free moon practices download.